Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Woo! Where are the Hillary Duff fans in the house? I'm probably her biggest fan a lot. I am obsessed. And this song, I've had it on repeat because you can't buy it on iTunes yet. And I am obsessed. See, we have the number one fan here. That's right. Oh we're God. here. We are at the After Buzz Younger After Show. I am super excited to be here. And let's just get all the formalities out of the way. I'm Tara Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at TJ Wagon Hotel. And I have this very handsome gentleman with me today. Thank you. I'm just so excited. that, like, <laughs> Because not a lot of people are huge Hilary Duff fans. Because she kind of had a moment a few years ago. And it's been my dream to have a Hilary Duff song like to come into. And this is like her newest, my favorite. So this I it. am... Oh, oh. It's like it's the happiest day of my life, I've got to say. I love Hilary Duff. We'll get him a t-shirt. I love Hillary Duff. Well, I don't do t-shirts because I'm all about the, the not basic life. Hashtag not basic. Pocket square and all of that. But I actually, this is how obsessed I am with Hillary Duff. I found out because I was going on a run one night in mm-hmm. LA. And I found out she was at a very fancy restaurant called Craig's LA. And I waited outside for two hours in my gym gear. And all I saw her was walking into her SUV and it fed my soul. <laughs> Completely fed my soul. Okay, Hillary, we know who the guy is now who, who did that, who stalked you outside of the restaurant. But tell them who you are when they can oh, find no, you. Oh, no, sorry. I just got, you know, Hillary distracted because she's my Jesus. She's my God. <laughs> but I am Dan Babic. And once again, I'm so excited because I love this show. I love this show. Love it. And I'm originally from Down Under, Down Under in the Bush from a very small town. And you can follow me at Dan Babic. That's D-A-N-B-A-B-I-C on Instagram. And the same on Twitter, but with a little underscore after Babic. There you go. Now, before we even get started, make sure you follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Subscribe so you can get all these great AfterBuzz shows. And we're working hard here, so please give us five stars and comment. Because we can't cover everything here, but we want to talk to you and see what you think about what, think about the show, what you think about what we say, think about what we're wearing. I'm just kidding, but you know, we'll take all the comments and see what happens. So make sure you comment. We love to talk to you. You hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, iTunes. We'll be right there to talk to you. So season two premiere, we got two episodes, honey, 201 Tattoo You and 202 The Mayo Function. And off the top, let me just say, 
I might have been a little disappointed with the season one finale, but season two brought me right back and I felt fantastic and grand with my people once again. How did you feel? Oh, yeah, I've got to say, because I loved season one, mm-hmm. but I felt at times it was not going to be a classic hit. It's not, was, you know, a great show, but it's not going to be like a Friends or a Sex in the City that you remember for, for, forever. Right. But still a very cute show at this time. But after seeing the season premiere, I think it can be one of those classic shows. Like, I think it can be revolutionary, like a Gossip Girl, a Sex in the City, that type of thing. And last season I loved it, but I didn't see it becoming a classic like that. But I think it really can now. Yeah, I mean, I think it says such great things about ageism and sexism in, you know, society. But also, it just has great messages, but it also has a very young feel, but also has a feel for the older crowd. So it kind of hits that sweet spot of everyone, like, 25 to 54, you know, whatever that Nielsen rating kind of group is. I just think it's kind of universal for everyone. I mean, it has really beautiful women, really hot men. I mean, what else can you ask for? Totally. I know this is like a bit of a deep question starting (laughs) off to get into it, but are you a fan? Because this this divides a lot of people. I am all about the Josh and Liza life. I love them together. But what are you all for them being together or not? Because I just that's the number one question I always get. You got to figure out what what team you're on automatically. Yeah, yeah. I am definitely. I mean, and it was all over Twitter last couple of days. It's like the biggest question everyone's asking. So I thought, let's answer it straight away. Are you Team Charles or Team Josh? Yes, I am Team Josh all the way. Oh my god, same. Totally. I'm so over my friends being Charles. Charles, she is like nice, but that's so boring. So tick. I love Josh, and he fully owns it that she's like forty. He was making jokes about totally fully Uh, owns it and doesn't care. We want to know which one are you team Josh, team Charles. Now, if you do say team Charles, we're not going to dislike you. We just want to know. But I am team Josh all day long. So let's jump into Liza and Josh is a matter. Liz, I mean, yes, Liza and Josh. Liza, Liza, whatever it is. Yes. And Josh off the bat. So I want to say we start the whole premiere with Caitlin coming home. What's your initial feelings about Caitlin? To be honest, I kind of found her annoying. Like, I've been so excited for her mom. You know, she's having this big life and she's really kind of starting to find herself, who she really is, and she's defying society's definition of what a woman should be. And then kind of Caitlyn comes back and she's, you know, the typical teenager goes away, has the spiritual experience, thinks she knows everything. And then she's this little judgmental bitch when she finds out her mom is, you know, doing the dirty with Josh. But then again, I'm not a conventional person because if I found out that my if my parents were divorced and my mom was getting it on with a hot young guy, I would be like, good for you. Right. Right. So I was so glad that she pissed off to the dad's house because I thought, good, Eliza can keep working on, well, Liza can keep working on her life and we can kind of see this relationship with her and Josh flourish. Yeah, I I Mm. have to say, I was really surprised by Caitlin because she came back with the smell and this is how, you know, I'm so liberal and being in India. I mean, she asked her mother off the bat, are you like transitioning? And that was okay with her. I know. But her mom sleeping with the dude who's what, like 14 years, her junior, she wasn't cool with. And I wasn't cool with that. I mean... Fine, it's your mom, but yeah. your mom's a person, and your mom's a single person, and she's fantastic, and she's great. I just felt she she brought the hammer down on her a little hard. A little bit, I thought she was a little jealous, because Josh is yeah. hot. Yeah. You're jealous, because your mom got with the hot tat- tattoo artist, and you thought you were going to be able to go back the next day and hit on him because he did your tattoo, and lo and behold, he's not available for you. I know. And I've got to say, like he's just got Josh. He's got that sex vibe about him, doesn't he? Because I know if I try, I could never play character. I'm just not like not cool. I'm not smooth. I'm like quirky. I'm like a Dr. Seuss character. And he's just sex. Like he just has got that just like such a sexual vibe. He's a sex. He has a sexual yeah. vibe, but it's also a very, he's very genuine and very sweet. Totally. Yes. And he can tell that he really cares about her and he 
doesn't care what age she is. What like he said before in the yeah. end of season one, it wasn't about the age. It's about the lie. So like him, you can tell he doesn't want to lie to people. He didn't want to lie in the second episode to her friends. He's a very genuine type person. I like that and I appreciate that. I will say in this episode, I'll ask you this question. Did he come? Because it was it was an issue that came up in season yeah, one. Yeah. Did he come across a little, you know, not so intelligent this episode? Did they play him like he was missing a few things things between his ears? I kind of felt like they were trying to play him a little bit dumb this these couple episodes. I think it's a little bit mean to say, but I think it's the truth, so I'm going to say yeah. it. But I do think he is a little bit dumb. Like, he's not the smartest. He's not the one to get the doctrine. He right. is, you know, quite a simple dude. He's an amazing dude. He's a caring dude. We love him. But I don't... He's not the smartest, you know, not the sharpest tool in the shed. But that's totally fine. He's not completely dumb. No. But I do think there's a little bit of dumb in there. And he's still young and working out who he is in the world. But I'm going to say, you know, about 20% dumb. What yeah. do you think? I mean, I, I... There are times, depending on what they're doing, because they did a lot of activities the first season. And yeah. there were a couple of times where he would say a couple of things, and I would go, okay, I think they're trying to play him dumb here. This episode, and maybe it was because he had the whiskey dick and all this kind of stuff, whatever, but he just keeps seeing, they played him a little bit more like he was missing a couple things that he didn't seem like he was playing before. And maybe they're just trying to show some differences between the character now that she's come out as 40 and he's 26 or whatever it is. But I didn't like... I didn't like how dumbed down they played him. Yeah. I thought he had, I mean, I think he has more than that to offer, and I think they dumbed him down a little bit I think too you much. are, like, a bit of a puppy dog vibe I got yes, from him tonight. Yes. A bit of a, but cute, I mean, the cutest puppy dog you've ever seen. So cute. But a puppy dog vibe, yeah. absolutely. Really, I, and it was like, oh, you don't have to do that to him. You don't have to do him to him. I will say, with that text message that she received in the first episode, sorry, can't make it work. Would you have gotten that, or would like would you have been completely confused? Because I was confused. Oh, well, see, I wasn't confused at all. I was like, "What's she saying?" Like, because I, I read it as I'm like, "He's not breaking up with you. Like, you're an idiot." Like, I just thought she was being a dickhead, mm. and then I realized, oh, she read it like that. But I think maybe it is because I am young that I realized, like, sorry, can't make it work. Like, right. I was like, you know, work, like, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. She's like, again, this is my second Sex and the City reference tonight, but she's kind of doing it like you know, in in Sex and the City when Carrie got the post-it note from Burger kind of thing. I think she just jumped to conclusions because she's trying to make it seem like Josh is so on edge about her age, but I really think it's her. It's her. It's absolutely her. And I'm a bit worried because I've seen it happen in relationships all the time, and it does, when people don't think they're worthy of being in a relationship and and don't know their worth and continue to say, oh, why, why are you with me? I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm too old. It actually then is access to deterrent to that person. It's true. So at the start, Josh, you know, he loves her for who she is. He doesn't care that she's 40. He just wants to be with her. But she's got that insecurity there. And if she doesn't let it go, I think that she will cause the relationship to be over. I 100% agree with you because, yeah. like, I date someone who's four years older than me. And there's, I mean, many times where something will come up and I'll make a, you know, a joke and say, well, when you were in high school, I was like in the sixth grade. That's just what people do. Like it's a point of reference, but it's not a knock against him. I'm not calling him old. I'm not calling him ancient or anything like that. It's just things that people do. She's so incredibly sensitive about her age. She's so incredibly sensitive about how he feels about it that I think you're right. She's the one causing the riff about everything because how she reacted when they were in the restaurant doing trivia night and yeah. they were winning free shots and the girl was like how does she know all this and he's like she's 40 but it wasn't he wasn't saying it like to make fun of her he was proud, he was proud. yeah boom yeah proud my chick is 40 and she's answered all these trivia questions and we're getting these free shots he was like suck it like you suck it we are killing it i don't know she you're right i think she has to watch that 
or it's going to cause huge issues in their relationship. Because I might be crazy, but I don't think 14 years is that bad. What is like, you know, once we get to the 20 vibes, yeah. you're starting to get, what's 14, like, I mean, you know, when, when you get really old, when you're like, you know, 60 and then 74, like, same who shit. Care? Who yeah, cares? 50, I don't even know, I can't do math, but like, you know, 40 and 54, yeah. who cares? I mean, big gap now, but I, I'm all about, like, that's why I like the story so much. Mm-hmm. Because my little message of mentoring life is just be yourself. I mean, I, mean I, know she, I know she's lying and pretending to be someone else. But I think that's, I think she's got a young spirit and I think she never explored it. And I think she actually feels like she's in her 20s. I think she feels like it, but I have to say, I agree with you. I'm happy that Caitlin packed up and went with her dad when she did. One, because of her attitude. I didn't care for it. Mm -mm -mm. But two, I guess it's a maternal type of thing. But when Caitlin was around, Liza was different. She was. I saw her as a, whatever a 40 year old is supposed to be when she's around. And, and even in these two, two episodes, they dressed her differently, in my opinion. Last season, she was short skirts and vibrant colors. And you know, at the end of season one, she had this cute blue knitted hat on with the ball on it walking around. And this time, it was dark colors and tweed jackets. I just felt an older vibe from her in these first two episodes. And I think it's because her daughter's around. that, And it kind of puts her in that space. And she doesn't quite know how to be who she really is regardless of what that age is, when Caitlyn is around. I think Caitlyn brings that maternal part out of her. And I guess it happens when your mom, I don't know. But I felt like she was older in these two episodes. I agree with you. And it's so funny because saying Caitlyn, I just think of Caitlyn Jenner straight away. <laughs> I'm just like imagining like really chic Caitlyn Jenner all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we saw it when she was tucking her daughter into bed. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because when she was tucking her into bed, I was like writing notes because I'm like, love all the English. I love overanalyzing. And it was like, you know, you know, metaphor, like tucking her into bed, becoming the person she used to be before. But then she kind of walked out of there and she's like, fuck this. <laughs> she was kind of like, you know, she did it all and she was back there. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm not this person anymore. Yeah. I've been there. I've done that. I've been the New Jersey housewife and now I'm going to have fun. And do you know what I say? I know I keep swearing, but fuck it. <laughs> Just do what you want to do in life. If you want to date someone that's 14, 15, who 25. Cares? Who cares? Life's about having fun. It, life's about... It really you only is. get one. You only get one of these things. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think when Caitlin's around, it puts her back in the New Jersey housewife type of feel, which we don't know all the details of her divorce, but we know a lot about it. And it seems like she wasn't happy. She wasn't having fun. She wasn't being fulfilled. And Caitlin around, not to say we don't want her daughter around because it's her daughter. We understand you can't like stop being a parent. We get that. But I do think she needs to introduce Caitlyn to the new person, to who she is now, who's mm. probably who she's been all the time. Yeah, but she was, I mean, everyone's playing, oh God, we're getting so deep. I'm so obsessed. It's like Oprah and Hillary Duff oh, are my main girls. There yeah, you go. If I could do dinner with anyone in the world, it would be Oprah and Hillary Duff. <laughs> I know they're on different scales and all of that, but I love it's all right. them. It'd be an interesting conversation. It is. I don't even know where I was going with this. I think I was trying to say that. I don't even know what it's I was about right. to say, it's but I had right. a little bit of a spiritual reference. So when I do have it, I'm going to Bring go back, it back to it. But I do want to go to Miss Diana Trout oh. and her little tragic dinner with Charles and the <sighs> teeth breaking and all of that and her lines about saying she's good with balls and she loves the meat and she's got a deep throat. She was trying really hard, yeah, I have de- to say. Yeah, Debbie Desperado vibes. No yeah. one likes a Debbie Desperado and you're a Debbie Desperado, Diana. But I have to say... Kudos to the hairstylist to pull her hair down in this cute little bob thing she yes. has going on this season because that tight bun thing she wore last season was not becoming. At least she looks like a person who can be approached 
and talk to. She was so tight first season. She was. I mean, her attitude is still tight this season, but I like her hair. I always love her necklaces and her jewelry and that kind of thing. So, I mean, her her fashion is on point, but you're right. She couldn't have been more desperate talking to Charles at that dinner. And I felt as uncomfortable as he seemed at that dinner. I mean, it was just like she was coming on way too strong. She was. And oh, I don't know. I want, I want to find more about her. Because mm-hmm. we haven't really delved into it. No, Why no. Because I, I think someone like that has had something really tragic happen to them. Totally. People who are uptight and, and really, like, reserved. She's trying to protect herself. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what's going on there. And I want to know, what, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think's happened to her? You know, I think normally, like you said, people yeah. who are that tight and that reserved and that, like, shut off, especially from other women, like... You always want to see a woman in a position of power who embrace younger women and bring them in and teach them. And she just seems really, really like, I'm going to keep you where you need to be and keep you at bay. I'm not sure if she was like burned or scorned when she was trying to come up the ranks or whatever it is. But I think if she pulled her hair down, even like literally, like figuratively put her hair down, she and Liza may be more alike than we think because they're both, I think, around similar ages. Yeah, totally. I think they're both divorced. Mm. So given the chance, and if she would stop chasing after Charles, I think we'd find a really great person there. And hopefully this season we'll see something because I do want to see more with her character. Totally. And I even like, you know, kind of think about it with my own life and all of that because I was just thinking, as you said, why doesn't she empower the other women in the mm-hmm. office like a Diane von Furstenberg? Right. That's all about, you know, um, you know, the greatest achievement that a woman makes is, you know, the success of another is my right. success, she always says. Right. And I mean, we see it all the time, especially with us in the hosting world. I just don't understand it because I think the more the merrier and I think when you know yourself and you are happy with yourself that you don't need to compete with anyone right? because you're yourself. No one else can be uniquely you. So she needs to find out who she is and then you won't feel insecure because at the end of the day, you've got only one fingerprint in the world. No one's got the same one as you. So just find out who you are and then you never have to compete or feel insecure. And and I think they showed us some previews of this season and I think she's going to get a couple dates. So maybe we'll find out more about her character because I'm really interested about her character. But it sounds bad. I saw in the previews and she had the really dorky guy. Like, oh, I know, judgmental stereotypes, bad. But it was kind of like... You know what? I say anything that's going to get her off of chasing Charles around because right now, I mean, that dinner, that tooth, that dentist, I mean, all of it was just so desperate, so thirsty. I felt so bad for her. Because do you find Charles attractive? I do find him to be distinguished and attractive. I do find Charles to be, but I do also find him to be uptight. I'm not into uptight men. I find him to be very uptight. We haven't seen, I mean, we saw him in the first season have a couple drinks when he first met Liza at that, when she was waitressing and that kind of thing. But I find him to be really uptight, and I'm just not into uptight dudes at all. Because how funny was it when we got kind of misconstrued when he's like, you know, I wish you could come in, but we know where you know that where that would end up, not very good. He's like, obviously, because I signed a contract saying no one else can see. And I thought, oh yeah, I wanted like a naughty sexual vibe. Oh, I was hoping they'd hook up, and then she's like, oh my god, Josh, child. Obviously, I'm a Josh fan, but that's what I saw. And then boring. Imagine if they got together like full time. How boring would the show be? It would, it would definitely be a different... It would, you know what it would be? It would be her as a New Jersey housewife in Manhattan in a great what townhouse that he lives in. But I think it would be so similar to what she lived before. It wouldn't be It wouldn't be the show. Yeah. But let me ask the question. Bringing up what you brought about Charles' statement to her. Yeah. Do we think Charles is flirting with her? Like, have we seen 
Charles really flirt with her, or yes. we just really? You think so? I think so. I think because he's very reserved and uptight. I think he says some, you know, things sometimes, and then thinks, "Oh my god, shit!" But he's he's, he's very well established businessman, very. so he can put game face on. So I'm not sure if it was in that circumstance, but I think he kind of just throws little things out there and thinks, "Oh, oh, oh, oh no, can't say that. I'm a businessman," and he can hide it very well because he's very successful. An entrepreneur, all of that, so he can put game face. So as soon as he goes there, puts a little—I kind of say like you know, like a bit, bit of a dick flick almost, like a bit of like, like just—and you're like oh, just—and then and then comes back out. What do you think? I don't know, like because he is so reserved, because he is so established. You're right. That statement that he made to her about if I invite you and you both may get in trouble. I could understand if you were a woman standing there and you wanted him to flirt with you, how you could take that into a different direction. But I guess maybe, and I know this makes me, you know, maybe not so interesting, but being trained as an attorney, when he said that, I was like, well, of course he can't invite you in because he has a confidentiality agreement. So, <laughs> oh, there we yeah, go. So I kind of instantly got what he was saying. And I, I could tell that he's intrigued by her because even when she first season was babysitting his kids, whatever, I can tell he's intrigued. I don't know if it's gotten to the point of flirting and maybe it hasn't because he is such that business person and he knows that he can't cross a certain line, at least right, not right now. Maybe yeah. that's the reason. I don't know. I guess we're going to have to see it pan out, but let's get to my favorite. I was going to say Miss Hillary Duff, AKA oh, Kelsey. Kelsey. So much is happening for this character, which is fantastic. Yes. She's becoming, the show is about Liza. We know that. But it's really becoming about her also. Yes. And I'm so excited to see what happens with her and this character. So we know she was trying to, you know, pitch this book, which, first of all, The Hundred Ways of Women Love About Giving Blowjobs, I thought was a fantastic book. So I just, and I wanted to, I, I was so excited because I had the little question written down. So what is something that you've thought about oh. when giving a blowjob? Oh, what, what's, what's, what would be on your list? What, what's something oh. you've thought about? Oh. I thought, let's go there. Let's get dirty. Oh. Can we have some music? Like dirty oh, music? Oh, my goodness. Come on, um, some music. Well, you know what? The thing of it is I'm going to just have to reserve comment because I'm sure my boyfriend is watching and I just don't want to call oh, okay. out issues. There you Fair go. Enough. Well, Thank you. There we go. Well, should I answer it? No, I feel awkward. <laughs> I'll answer it. What have I thought about? Um, I always think I'm about to vomit because I don't like to it because I just think the whole time I'm about to vomit. Don't vomit. Don't vomit. Don't vomit. Don't vomit. Don't vomit. Every single time. Like, I, I'm not like a Diana where I've got good gag reflexes. I right. mean... Anything can make me gag. And so. how about George Michael's careless whispers? Like the song selection. Thank mm. you, Mr. Thank Engineer. you very much. We finally got our music. <laughs> Thank that you. might have been the single-handed most romantic <laughs> moment ever on an After Buzz After Show. We appreciate yes, that. Thank you so yeah. much. It is. You've turned me straight. You know, after seeing Hillary Duff on this, I'm like, I'm a straight man after seeing you. Done, done, done. <laughs> Sorry, Tara's boyfriend. It's over. It's done. At least we're letting you know. And I've got to say, I know we can't really talk about plastic surgery and stuff because celebrities get annoyed, but how on point is Hillary's Botox and fillers? She looks really good. I know, because you can tell she's like, she just had like a, like just a little bit in the lips. Yeah. So subtle. Yeah. And then she's had the teeth veneers done. Then she's had the Botox and just a couple, but so, that's how plastic she looks surgery really is done. Good. She looks really good. She does, I, yeah. There was a picture I saw with her, and I think maybe without her extensions, even still without her extensions, like really cute, like Bob thing was great. Her hair is done really well. She looks really good. In this show, she does, and we'll have to get her in. Like I, please, I, that is going to be Hillary. my goal. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Let's make the plea right now, Hillary. Come on in, girl. Sit on down. Exactly. Come on over, Lizzie. Come on over, Lizzie. You know you want to talk to us. Exactly. So she got a huge promotion at the end she of this did. episode, which is probably unprecedented and unheard of for a twenty-six-year-old in a publishing house. 
But lo and behold, she got her own imprint. She's going to be able to have her own editorial approval. She's going to bring her own staff. And she's trying to find books out there for the millennials, right? Mm. Of course, first person she thinks of her girl. I got to get my girl and bring my girl with me. So the question becomes, do do you think Liza should tell Kelsey? I, I do. Because mm-hmm. I'm all about being honest and open. But one thing I like about their relationship, and that's why I love Darren Star so much... Obviously, the creative Sex in the City, and he created Younger as well. He did. So good. I like, you know, except for Diana, um, that he doesn't put women against each other. They're like a perfect example of that you can actually empower each other and help yeah. each other out. It's very strange that a male writes so well for female relationships. It is. It's very, it's a very, I mean, it's a gift. Darren, go to bed every night and thank the Lord. That is a gift that you can write female relationships so well and so empowering. Because I think you're right. I love the fact that the first person she thought of like was like, got "You're back. my girl. Yeah, yeah. Got to get my girl. I'm, I'm bringing you with me." Even from day one when they met in the bathroom, she was like, "I used to be in your position. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to guide you through it. Do X, Y, and all the Z." Remember when you know Liza could even send a tweet? So it, it was. It's a fantastic like friendship. It is. And it's good to see women empowering each other because obviously all the shows, you know, at the moment are obviously women stabbing each other in the back for years oh, and years and years. All the shows. Manipul- and especially in that world, like New York, you know, high business, like it's so competitive there. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, you know, we're not down for that. We're, we're comfortable with who we are and we're just going to focus on our own thing and try and lift everyone up together. Yeah. And there's a lot of those relationships. I mean, it's Liza and Maggie. It is Kelsey and Lauren. And now the four of them are becoming like another version of the Sex and the City type of foursome, which I love. But I don't like Lauren. I find Lauren so annoying. So annoying. Well, I have to say, I want more for Maggie's character. Yes. Right? I think Debbie Mazur, I think that's her character's name, is hilarious. hilarious. So fantastic mm. from everything she's done when she was on Entourage and that kind of thing. She's such a talented actress. I want more for her character, not more of her sleeping with Lauren. I, I don't really... Not, and I'm not against, you know, get, let gays, lesbians do your thing. It's not even that. Yeah, yeah. I know Lauren is strictly for, like, comic relief, and I think she goes too far. And she's so, so I, controversial, yeah, isn't and, she? She just wants to show... And she's... I actually think... I think she's a bit of a... Oh, oh God, I'm just going for it. That's what, that's why I like doing this after shows with characters. Because, uh-huh. I mean, when I do reality TV show after right. shows, I'm infused with the whole of Vanderpump rules. <laughs> Because right. now like, I'm, just, I'm not commenting on them personally. It's a character, so I'm safe here. Yeah, it's good. But I don't like her at all. I think she's a manipulative little pig. Do like, you? Can, you can see she's smart. She knows what's going on. I think she can smell a rat. And you could see it when she was asking Josh at the bar yeah. what's going on. She kept pushing. Can't you see? It, it's very fresh. They've only just gotten back together. Leave it alone. She and is she the kept drama pushing, queen. pushing, pushing, pushing. Even in you know season one when she's like, "Woo, topless," you know, right. Thursdays or whatever it was. You know, it's funny, but like, I'm over it. She just, and even, you know, we're getting, you know, um, Maggie as well. She's just, she's just like a, a drama seeker. Yeah, that's Get rid it. of her. Like, and we love drama, but I'm just, and annoying, like, mm, always, yeah. yeah, always got something to say. There's I'm not a, lot a fan. Of, yeah, yeah, she is definitely there to pull the drama all the time and to do the over the top stuff. And I do agree, especially given the fact that Kelsey is moving up and becoming more professional. You know, Lies is moving up and becoming more professional. Like, you see this kind of professional side in their relationships. And you just kind of, she comes around, it's kind of like this annoying, like, mouse or whatever in your ear kind of thing. So, hopefully they'll change your character up a little bit. I'm not down with the Maggie and Lauren. Mm. What, what about Lauren and Caitlin can get a can get an apartment together and live together and <laughs> maybe, maybe New Jersey, maybe come to LA, yep. They might be good together. Yeah, visit, yeah, because she's now Indian, she's all spiritual. Maybe get yes. them together, the two annoying ones. Maybe that'll be a bit of fun. Maybe that- they That'll be funny, yeah. That would be a great suggestion, as a matter of fact. That, exactly. I, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. So, like, 
all of this stuff is happening. Um, where do you see Liza's career going now? I actually, and I don't like to do this because I, I'm, I'm someone that always has an opinion. I think you've always got to have an opinion. But I don't know. And I don't think she knows either. Mm. I don't know what's happening. Obviously, she's going to help good old Kelsey with, you know, all of that. And she's going to build a brand. But I really, I don't know what to expect. So it's exciting because, you know, I'm always an analyzer. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I don't know. What right. about you? Do, you? do you know something I that I don't know? I don't know because, I mean, <laughs> I thought of it when Kelsey came to her and said, I got my imprint, I want to take you with me kind of thing. At first I was saying to her, well, she's going to instantly make her an editor. But then I said, no, she's going to make her her assistant. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure which way it's going to go between the two of them because that's the two of the initial thoughts I, I, I received. So it'd be interesting to see where it goes, as a matter of fact. I'm not 100% sure. And it's funny because I, I was just thinking about that because obviously at, at the moment people are kind of... Eliza's thinking, you know, am I having a midlife crisis or am I just having fun? Maggie's like, you're just having fun and doing you. And then her daughter said, you're going through a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. And I always say, it's not a breakdown, it's a breakthrough. And I think she's, you know, as we said before, she's finding herself. But I hope she doesn't get into that trap of being like, oh my God, I'm having a midlife crisis. Put a label on it and then, you know, put yeah. a can of worms on it. Yeah. I don't think that will happen. She might go back to a normal life for a bit. But I think, especially for the show's progression, you've got to think of it as, as interesting for the viewers. Right. They wouldn't make her boring, would they? No. No, no, no. no. So I think she's going to really, really... Maybe when she breaks up with Joe... Like, I want to see actually more crazy things from Lyons. Because like, first season was all about the crazy. It was. First time for everything. So now I want to see more first times. More, 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 yeah. more, more. These first two episodes that we got... She kind of, kind of went back into the New Jersey housewife. No, nothing against New Jersey housewives, we should say. As a yeah, matter of yeah. fact, nothing against them. We but, loved Teresa Judah. Yeah, it just came out that. of the prison and all of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 We hey love Teresa, all that. Yeah. yeah. Nothing like that. But she kind of reverted back into that lifestyle a little bit, and so I kind of want to see her come out of that shell and keep pushing it forward. Because you're right, season one was all about the great stuff she did. I mean, like the dodgeball game and hanging out at the bars and all that. You know. I want to see more of that because I think that's who she really is. I'm a little afraid that she's going to revert back into her shell. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, I don't think so because she's got Maggie there. And as much right. I love Hillary, I'm like, you know, I, I'm just obsessed with her. But Maggie is my favorite character. Absolutely. I love her. I, I just think she's funny. I want to see more from her. And I love what she said um, because then Liza was going through the whole, I'm having a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. I'm having a breakdown. What am I doing? And she said, it's not a breakdown, girl. Your life was so fucking boring before. Not fun at all. Yep. I need to stop swearing. I'm, like, getting so into it. I'm, like, not a swearer. I've always said on these shows, don't swear. You don't need to do it. Like, it's distasteful. Be funny on your own. But I'm just so excited. I'm just, like, I can't think of any other words but the F word because it's, you know, the first episode and it just excites me so, so much. I think it's going to be a great season. And I think we've covered these two episodes, so I have a little news and gossip if we're ooh, ready. Oh, yeah. Give me, give me some news and, goss- and gossip. That can, I've got a bit of news and gossip as well. Oh, so that guy, you can go first and then I can give my news and gossip. After so for all of you younger fans, as we too 100% mm. are, before season two premiered last night, lo and behold, it's already been greenlit by TV Land for season three. So we know 12 more episodes after these 12 are definitely coming. So there's going to be more Liza, more Josh, more Charles. And they also announced some of the fantastic guests they're going to have on second season. You remember that cutie patootie from Glee? Matthew Morrison, he's going to be oh, on this season. I like that. Yes. yes. Do you remember Cameron Mayhem from Practice? Way, way back in the day, she was an attorney. She's also done a couple other guest stars um, stints on a couple of their shows. You'll see her, I'm sure, when you see mm-hmm. her. She's going to be on as a psychiatrist. like that. And um, that Martha Plimpton that came on last season that became, that was Cheryl Sussman, who was 
Liza's nemesis who tried to get her to reveal all of the figures from the Ellen DeGeneres pitch and proposal. Yes. She's coming back too. Don't know if I'm happy about that or sad about that, but she's a fantastic actress too. So season two is back for 12 episodes. We have fantastic guest stars and we also have a season three already. There you go. I like that. Yes. Well, a bit of past gossip because I just, it got me thinking because I'm the Hillary Duff biggest fan mm. of all time. I thought I'd share this little information with you guys. So obviously Diana chipped her tooth. And Hilary Duff, when she was getting married back in around 2008 to Mike Comrie, a few hours before the wedding, actually chipped her tooth. Oh, my god! And she got, like, brushed away to this top dentist in Montecito and all of that and just made it in time for her own wedding. That's fantastic. You know what? I wonder if she told Darren Starr about her, you know, situation, and that's where he got that inspiration from that storyline. I know. It's interesting. I, know. I can't wait. We're going to try and get Darren in, and I think we can actually get some Nico in, who plays Josh. Let me tell you, if we get that Nico in, it's a sh- I mean, it's just going to be a fantastic You're like, sorry, episode. boyfriend, it's over. Like, I'm, I'm with him now, yeah. I know, I know. So we're ready for some predictions? Yeah, predictions. Let's, Let's do that. Let's do it. Predictions. Predictions. What do you got, sir? What do you got? I am predicting mm-hmm. her Eliza's ex-husband to try and come back in the picture and she'll try and get it on with her and I think Eliza will say no, 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 no. I'm expecting for Kelsey to make some bad decisions Mm relationship-wise. Again, smart girl career-wise in her love life. Hillary, you oh. suck, you suck, suck, suck. He is so, such a jerk. Douche, douche, douche. So I think she's going to have more and more problems. I think it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see her career skyrocket and then her personal life crumble. Because mm-hmm. that's always funny when you see people like that career, sometimes it's the best, it's so amazing, and then their personal life's turning to absolute shit. Yeah. You and I think we're going to see that. And I think what's going to happen is she's going to break down. Liza's going to come there as the mother figure. And say, oh my God, what am I doing? And then she's going to reveal her age. And then Kelsey's going to be annoyed at her, but then they're going to have this beautiful moment. I, you know, I, I do think she eventually has to tell Kelsey because I think, you know, if Kelsey's going to bring her into this new business and imprint that she has and really try to help her out, the longer this lie goes on, mm. the worse I think it's going to be when the truth comes out. So I do predict that she's going to tell Kelsey. And of course, it's not going to go well originally, but I think, of course, they're going to eventually be okay. Um, I do see problems in the Liza Josh land. I just do. You know, mm. I think it's because of her insecurities it's just going to become too much for him to handle as much as he's willing to work with it. So I do see them breaking down. And Charles, she and Charles are going to try, in my opinion. Uh, and she's going to realize, going with Charles is just like being my ex-husband. I'm going to move on. So I think there may be a period of time that she's single. And maybe Because you know the news and gossip girl, is, is there like another male character coming in? Because no, maybe maybe that, like there'll be a new one and we're like, ooh, we like him. I know. We, I, what I've seen thus far, all the guest stars are coming on as writers and psychiatrists, like Bobby Flav and that, okay, yeah. that kind of thing. So like, you know, people to make the publishing world seem more realistic. Yeah. I didn't see anyone's name for maybe a new male love interest, but I'm looking now. I'm absolutely oh, on the lookout. Now. Keep us updated next week. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I do hope and pray and cross my fingers that Maggie gets a real love interest because this thing with she and Lauren is just. Yeah. So we want character development for Maggie. And I just love Josh and Eliza. I love them. Just love, love, them. love, love, love. We see a couple of problems, but it's going to work out in the it's end. It's going to work out. So there you go. Episode one and two of season two. We are ecstatic to be back. Let them know where they can find you again. Absolutely. And I just want to say, I have loved, because we had literally met each other two minutes before filming. Two minutes filming. before today. And it was so funny because we were just talking along the mics and the, the, the guy, you know, the producer was saying, oh, wow, I'm loving like listening to you guys, you know, just talk. And we just hit it off. We didn't. We, we hope you agree. Hope you agree. I know. 
the mindset we hate them, get rid of them, they suck, no chemistry. But you are so wise, smart, funny, cool, all of the above. Thank you so Loving much. Loving Tara. Oh my gosh. Oh my I god, it's, it's a love fest. It's a love fest. Look love at this. Love fest, honey. Amazing. Well, you can find me on the Instagram at Dan Babic. That's D A N B A B I C, people. And then my Twitter is at Dan Babic with an underscore after that. I like the with the underscore. underscore. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TJ Wagging Her Tail. And you can also find me on my online women's talk show, wordswinewomen.com. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. We loved you being here with us. And now we're, you know, ready to roll on this younger. So we'll see you next week. Have a great one. And we also have two other co-hosts with us we next do. week. So we we're going to double. So We have a packed house next week. It should be all four. You don't want to miss all the fun. Exactly. So until next time, guys, I'm Dan Babic. I'm signing off for After Buzz TV, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.